0: So uh, the quote this week, remember that weaknesses don't matter if you find solutions. So uh, what am I talking about here? Uh, So I'm going to give you a quote from a book that I am currently uh, reading. I'm curious, how many of you guys have uh, this one in your library? Okay, okay. If you if you if you know it, if you know it, right? So it's Principles by Ray Dalio, and uh, it's a it's a fantastic read. And, uh, and I'll tell you a little bit about Ray Dalio, uh, American billionaire investor and hedge fund manager, uh, who served as the co-chief investment officer of the world's largest hedge fund, Bridgewater Associates. And uh, he didn't have everything right when he got started, even though he's a billionaire now. And he details, he chronicles in the book, some of his early struggles. And one of the things that he talks about when he talks about um, some of his principles is have humility, right? Uh, So you can get what you need from other people. Everyone has weaknesses. They're generally revealed in the patterns of mistakes that they make. Ooh, think about that. Everyone has weaknesses, they're generally re- revealed in the patterns of mistakes that they make. You mean I make the same mistake over and over again because of, of how my brain is programmed? The answer is yes, you probably do. Uh, knowing what your weaknesses are and staring hard at them is the first step on the path to success. Everyone has at least one big thing that stands in their way of success, find yours and deal with it. How, is, how do you think this applies to real estate investing? What are some of y'all's weaknesses? This is the interactive part. Yeah. That's a weakness for you. Yeah. That, okay, okay. So, so you delegate, wonderful. Yeah, who else has a weakness? Yes. Procrastination, Procrastination. all right. Okay, who else? Yes. I'm impulsive. You're impulsive, oh, got my right brainer right there. Ah, uh, Fantastic, who else? Yes, yes sir. Getting stuck in a bigger deal than what, you can afford. than what you can afford, okay, yes. Analysis paralysis. Analysis paralysis. So you're my left brainer. So, so, so the two of you are like, you know, the yin and the yang of real estate investing, okay. Uh, so who else? Who else? Who else? Who else knows what their weakness is? Yes. Execution. Execution. Okay. So you're good at planning, you're just not executing it. Okay. All right. That's good. That's actually one of the things that uh, Ray Dalio talks about in the book as well. What else? Who else in there recognizes a weakness? Yes. Lack of, Lack of knowledge. okay. What is a weakness as it applies to real estate and real estate investing? Anybody? Someone said fear? Is that what I heard? What else? That's good. Capital, uncertainty, what else? What else? What are some of the what are some of the things that you know is a weakness on your on your behalf on your own knowledge? knowledge? Okay. What else? What else? What else? Anybody else? Everybody else is like, nah, I got this. <laughs> say it again. Being connected. Being connected. Somebody said something over here. I was gonna say Net- networking. Having a, having a strong network. You you were you raised your hand in the far back. Overthinking, okay, so another left-brainer, right? Uh, Who are, okay, okay, that's awesome. Okay, thank you guys for sharing. Finding the right team to work with. Finding the right team to work with, yeah, okay. Time. Time, oh my gosh, yes. Thank you uh, for making time to be here tonight, by the way. So here's what I find that a lot of the weaknesses are that a lot of new investors have. Some of you guys mentioned some things that I didn't put in there like impulsive, like analysis paralysis, right? But are these all things that might be a weakness as we're getting started as real estate investors? Yes. Is anybody in here saying, Nope, I don't, I'm good. I don't, I don't have any of these weaknesses. Anybody, seriously, it's okay. None of you, none of you. So we all have something, right? Um, Knowledge. I think um, what I like to call it is tribal knowledge, right? So it's not just, you know, knowing information and, and, and YouTube will give you a lot of information. The internet will give you a lot of information. The problem is there's a fair amount of ridiculousness just kind of like sprinkled on in there, right? And you don't know what's right. Uh, so it's, it, to me it's, it's the tribal knowledge, it's that local knowledge, it's that local network that you can eh, ring up and say, hey, can you get, hop on the phone real quick because I've got something that I don't know how to figure out, right? Uh, sometimes that's the thing, that's the difference between having a deal and not having a deal, right? Or losing a deal. Um, the network, right? So if you're not networked with the right group of people, maybe you're not networked with someone that you can trust. Maybe you're not networked with um, a group of people in the, the way that uh, Phil described it to me. You know, recently we, was ta- we were talking about the Real Estate Investor Association. He said, and you know, in our group, um, we have a bench of players that's five people deep in each position, right? So does it, 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 is that something that un- can unlock a deal, right? Because sometimes you might know someone, but you might not, they may not know the, ne- the answer, but if you have the next person, the next person, the next person, right? So they may have the answer. So you want that bench of people that is, uh, that is la- layered in that deep. Uh, marketing, so how many of you guys are, are getting your deals off of the MLS? Okay, one. Uh, and, 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 and that was Jeff who's buying deals in a different <laughs> in a different state, right? Uh, so you know, I'll tell you here in here in Austin specifically, uh, how much inventory do we have? someone said zero uh, I think that's uh, well it would round to right because uh, literally it's like 0.5 months maybe even less in some areas of uh, months of inventory right which is practically zero considering that normally we have about six months of inventory and in Austin I, 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 I'm going to try and remember the number uh, uh, exactly right but I think houses in Austin last year sold for 105.9 percent of their list price So for those of you guys in here who were thinking that you were gonna get your deal off of the MLS, what are you now thinking? <laughs> that there are no deals on the MLS. So there were, there have been times uh, in my investing career where there have been deals on the MLS, but based on the amount of inventory or lack thereof that we have today, there's hardly anything on there, even for the retail buyers that want to pay over 100%, right? There are buyers that get knocked out of deals left and right because they bid just the list price, right, and couldn't. And, and basically, the market punched them in the face, which was another buyer who said, "No, I want it more," and they showed up with more money, right? Uh, so, doing the marketing, uh, the 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 way that we get deals as real estate investors is not is not going to be on the MLS. You got to have different strategies to go through the marketing. We'll uh, talk. talk through that tonight getting the actual deals right so it's not just about doing the marketing it's getting those leads getting those uh deals that come in is it a prospect or is it a suspect getting the funding so uh, funding is definitely a big issue if you don't know who to go to who can fund some of these uninhabitable houses right and and i do a lot of funding for the members of the association and i and i always say that i help unlock you know i help unlock deals for investors on unachievable timelines. Because if you go to most traditional lenders, how long do they need to close your deal? Most lenders are gonna need at least 30 days to be able to do that. As a real estate investor, I know that some of these deals are expiring on the day of the auction or expiring because they're gonna go to some other investor or expiring because they they got a short contract for whatever reason. So uh, being able to have that funding in place that understands what you're trying to accomplish and helps you do that. And then, of course, all the power team members, right? Who, you know, it's like uh, I, when I talk about the real estate investor Associati- association, I say, association, I say it's the contacts, the contracts, and the contractors, right? All three of those things are things that we need. And we also need the people that can help us through this process because we don't want, um, hopefully you don't want to do everything in your business. uh, And I'll talk about that in a a few moments as well. But we need other people who are specialized and have a skill set that are designed to help and support us. And then the analysis and due diligence. So if we're impulsive, we're just putting everything under contract that we can get under contract. If we are analytical left brainer, then we are, oh, I know I'm here right now, I've got a contract with me, but I'm, I'm just not ready to fill it out because I gotta go and do a double check, triple check of my ARV, right, my after repair value, and or I gotta bring my contractor or multiple contractors over before I'm, I'm, I wanna make you, because the offer that I wanna make you is gonna be perfect, right? Versus my right brainer is like, nope, I don't care, I'm putting it under contract and now is good. So, 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 so being able to do the analysis and due diligence, I want you guys to combine those skills to be able to very quickly do the analysis and due diligence and put it under contract fast because here's what i am gonna tell you guys if you don't put it under contract the day that you are there what's going to happen with that seller are they going to wait for you by the phone no they're going to go with someone who's impulsive and, and someone who says who says no i'm willing let's put it under contract right now so that's what you might lose that deal to uh the deals and the uh, and strategy structuring uh being cognitively nimble enough to be able to switch between the different strategies uh closing and negotiating skills how many of you guys have ever done like mano a mano with a with a seller right trying to get them to sign a contract if you have not do you know what all of the objections are do you know how to overcome those objections, right? So being able to overcome those objections. How many of you guys have left a, a seller meeting, for example, and then walked out and said, what? Or any meeting, right? Oh, dang, I should have said, insert really smart, awesome, amazing comment here, right? So it's that, that takes practice. Because if you're going in the ring with a seller, you have to be trained to be able to get in that ring if you want to be successful. So having those uh, uh, closing uh, strategies and negotiation skills. Uh, What is y'all's favorite uh, um, book for closing and negotiating? The Art of the Deal. The Art of the Deal. (laughs) Getting to yes. Never Split the Difference. Never Split the Difference, Chris Voss former FBI terrorist and hostage negotiator. Some of you guys might be thinking, what does terrorist and hostage negotiation have to do with real estate investing? Well, if you are thinking that, what you have just told me is you have never negotiated with a motivated seller, because sometimes it does feel like you are negotiating with a terrorist, okay? So, so if you want, is that true? Is that true? Yes, right, so if you want, and now, um, this is the ninja level stuff this is the PhD level stuff and this takes an enormous amount of skill and practice so don't just read it or audible it for fun you need to be reading it and taking notes at the same time because some of the different strategies that he goes through whether it's uh, whether it's labels whether it's mirrors whether it's summarizing whether it's accusation audits, whether it's no oriented questions uh, those are skills that, ta- that take literally mental gymnastics in order to be able to get right. Uh, if you're looking for, hey Shanoa, that sounds like maybe a little bit, I'm not, I'm not be ready for that. What's another book we can recommend? For negotiating, for closing. What are some of y'all's favorites? How about the book, Exactly What to Say? exactly what to say. It's written by Phil M. Jones. It's 23 different phrases that will help you get to where you want to get, that will make selling effortless. Now there's two exactly what to say's before you put it in your Amazon box. Hold on, on. Phil M. Jones, yeah? Before Before you buy it on Amazon, he's got two. He's got exactly what to say and he also has exactly what to say for the real estate agent, okay? Now, I recognize that 95% of you guys are not real estate agents, but is it true that real estate investors often encounter a lot of the same objections that real estate investors, real estate investors and real estate agents often encounter the same objections, is that true? The answer is yes. So that one is uh, the one that I would recommend for you. That one is, uh, I would say, and and it's not to say that, you know, the Phil Jones book is the high school diploma in it, but it is the perfect getting started book. And for those of you guys who have been selling already for a while, closing already for a while, I've had people after I've recommended this come up to me after and say, you know, I've been selling vocationally for 40 years and I thought there's nothing else I could learn about selling. I pulled about five or six different change-ups and these are these change-ups what do I mean these are two millimeter shifts in terms of how we say things right and is it all ultimately not just what we say but how we say it right and then uh, ma'am you said one of the books uh, was getting to yes so let me I'm just um, uh, Chris Voss hates that book why does he hate that book um no so so here's what happens sometimes and and I'll ask you guys this have you ever felt like you were being painted into a yes corner and then you kind of just acquiesce Uh uh-huh mm-hmm yeah you're right yeah you're right and then what happens what's your follow-through no it's this she says remorse right is you you're following through on this the answer is no so one of the things that he does is he gives the, your negotiating counterpart, that's how he refers to them, a little bit more power. And how, would, how does he do this? He asks no-oriented or no questions. Would it be ridiculous right now for me to make you an offer? That's, a, that's called a two-millimeter shift, right? Would it be absurd for us to talk about the terms again? That's a two-millimeter shift from what you're saying right now. That's getting away from getting to yes. So getting to yes was uh, was uh, you know in fact in the first chapter he covers this in the book and one of the things that he says is you know he went to a Harvard you know negotiation class with a bunch of law students okay and and is that is that is that Mendoza School of Business, Notre Dame. okay um, Mendoza School of Business, Notre Dame okay awesome so that was their playbook getting to yes. And what happened was every time they would put Chris Voss with one of these super smart, you know, Harvard guys, right? Who was like using all of those techniques and trying to negotiate hard with him, Chris Voss just said one thing every single time. I'm sorry, how am I supposed to do that? Long, dramatic pause, you say nothing. So when you're wanting to get a deal at 150000 and the seller wants 200000 if you say, I'm sorry, how am I supposed to do that? And then you shut the heck up, what's the seller now trying to do? No, now they're, trying to, now they're in charge of solving their own problem, right? And sometimes they're pretty terrible at that, right? So, um, uh, so, so closing and negotiation skills, uh, those are uh, my top two favorite books uh, for getting exactly to where you want to go. Uh, probably, my, probably my favorite one um, is, is this. So how many of you guys have uh, dealt with a situation where you were ghosted? How many of you guys have dealt with a situation where you're ghosted? So, men, I'm not just talking about dating, just, I mean, I'm talking about real estate here, okay? Um, uh, But this can apply to both worlds. This can apply to both worlds. Next time you're ghosted, why don't you say this? Think about that. Oh, no, you're wrong. No, you didn't say anything to defend me, right? She's typing it out right now. (laughs) Uh, Try that. Try, try that. It seems like I've done. Have you done anything to offend this person? No. Do they want to tell you that, that you're wrong? Yes. Is it burning inside of them? Think about when your spouse is wrong, your partner's wrong. What do you want to tell them when they're wrong? Oh, no, you're wrong. I don't want to prove it to you. So that's like, oh, yeah, I can see how this might work. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Uh, building a process, hiring, prioritizing, and scaling. Are these some of your weaknesses, right? Consider, consider these, find out what, what they are. Because Ray Dalio in his book, Principles, uh, you know, take it from a billionaire. Identify your weaknesses, be humble. It's okay, we all have them, right? Every single one of us. The faster we recognize what we have, what do we do now? So now I'm gonna talk about another book. Who's read this? Who not how? Who not how? Okay, who, not how? Dan Sullivan. Instead of asking, how am I going to figure this out? How am I going to solve for this? How am I going to do this all by myself, right? Instead ask, who can fill in the gaps where I'm lacking? Because even when we have a great idea, do we often just punch ourselves in the face by trying to figure out how we are going to do it? as opposed to asking who else can do this, right? And you know, it's funny, because we're hiring for a position in our company. And, um, you know, I was saying today, like, I really really don't want to have to go do that. Like, I don't want to, I don't like, you know, it's like, who can do this? Who can do this? Who can do this? Who can do this? I'm training myself. Like, I don't want to do this. I don't want to do everything. Because the problem is doing it all yourself is a recipe for poverty i read a quote in uh, timothy ferris's uh, tools of uh, tools of titans and it said um, self-sufficiency is a recipe for poverty and i thought "Ooh, ooh, that kind of hurts a little bit right doing it all yourself you know who loves to do it all themselves i'm looking at a room full of them who loves to do it all themselves? Real estate investors. Real estate investors wanna do all the marketing. Real estate investors wanna talk to all the owners. Real estate investors want to put it under contract. Real estate investors want to fix the property. Who are the people in here who are like, I wanna get in there and swing a sledgehammer and fix a property and hang some sheetrock and all that sort of stuff, right? And then, And then after that, I want to, I want to, I want to get my realtor's license. Who in here is thinking I want to get my realtor's license? I want to get my realtor's license so I can save money doing doing that, okay? So what you're basically doing is you're saving your way out of your next deal. You're saving your way out of scaling. You're saving your way out of biz, building the business that you want. And I'll tell you, so some of, some of you guys in here are from cooler states so in texas when it's august and 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 so 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 some of you guys are new here so i gotta tell you um texas doesn't have uh, the traditional four seasons texas actually has five seasons um five It's, it's five so we have a regular winter right we have a regular spring we have a regular summer and then we have something called super summer and that's where the temperatures are over 100 for multiple days in a row, right? And then we have the normal fall, right? So, so what happens is you're you're like I'm gonna get in there and I'm gonna hang some sheetrock and I'm gonna lay some tile and I'm gonna and all this time because you know the permitting situation we talked about that a little bit earlier, right? Because uh, because you, you don't have all your your permits, as so you don't even have your like electrical you know box even at the street going on. It's hot and you lose steam quite quickly. And what happens is, and we also talked about this a little bit in the prior session, you're still paying payments on your hard money loan, you're still paying property taxes, you're still paying insurance, you're still paying utilities. And then also you get the sometimes extra bonus, surprise, of somebody breaking into the property and stealing all your stuff. Uh, like that's ever happened to anyone, right? Yeah, no. Uh, but uh, doing it all yourself is a recipe for, for poverty, right? I want you to really consider that. I want you to really consider that because there's no way you can scale your business if you're doing every single thing yourself. I promise you that. Um, and, and I'm speaking from someone whose first capital investment when she became a real estate investor was to buy a trailer to haul off um, houses. And someone who um, someone who's been to the dump more times than I would like to admit when I first started investing in real estate. And I'll tell you, me doing every single one of those things to save money stopped me from being able to scale my business, stopped me from being able to do the next deal. So the faster that you can get rid of that self-limiting belief that you have to do it all yourself, the better you'll be in your business. So free up your mind, your time, and still build an incredible business. The result is faster results, fewer errors, and never forget. This is important for every single one of us to remember. You know, whether it's our real estate investing business or any other business that we have, we got to keep the main thing the main thing. Because when we start trying to do everything, we lose focus. And it hurts us. And sometimes we don't realize it until a month, two months, three months, six months down the road. I don't want that to happen to any of you guys. So let me explain to you how we can help you at Texas Rias not make some of those mistakes. Uh, so for us, uh, we learned a very long time ago, uh, that the more resource resource you are in terms of your network, your knowledge, the more successful you'll be in your business. So I said, we have a bench, that's five players deep in every single position. I'm quoting my husband on that. Uh, Sometimes investors are not getting the right knowledge. Sometimes investors are killing themselves trying to do everything themselves, right? And not building the business or the life that they want. Um, For us, we focus only on uh, Texas, right? Investing here, succeeding here, and the strategies that work here. Uh, You don't have to sort through a bunch of useless information. We're going to give it to you from our years of experience. We're going to tell you the stuff we did right, but we're also going to be very humble with you and honest with you and tell you the things that we screwed up along the way so that you guys don't have to make any of those mistakes as well. And uh, I'll just say, uh, join our tribe. Welcome to our tribe because uh, we've got everything that you might need as a real estate investor. Texas's largest real estate investor association at TexasStarterKit.com. If you like today's episode, please subscribe, comment, share with other investors, or join us directly at TexasStarterKit.com.